This is the Joy of the Lord podcast with Brother Bob, Deacon Downs. And it is a fine day, this Lord's Day, and we want to welcome you to join the time in fellowshipping with us and lifting his name on high, giving him worth that is due him, for he is worthy to be praised. And we just want to thank and bless the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our might, and with all our mind, and, and love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And we thank God that he has created this ability in us to love what we formerly hated, which was him, his sovereignty, his, uh, well, his being the Lord. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And we, uh, blessed is the name of the Lord. We want to lift that to a thought up. For he is worthy to be praised and adored. So we lift up holy hands in one accord, singing, Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, it is important to think upon those things that are pure, that are lovely, that those things which are of good report, those things which are praiseworthy, those things which are seated on the right hand of God the Father in the heavenlies, and ultimately the sum total of those things that are pure, that are lovely, that are just. Is there anything praiseworthy? Think upon those things, and those things which are seated at the right, the, the right hand of God the Father in the heavenlies, well, are the summation or the sum total of all Jesus's attributes? Indeed, he uh, is holy other. He was tempted in every way as we are, and yet never sinned. So he can represent us with pity uh, and with mercy, for he knows what it's like to be tempted in every way, and yet he did not sin. So he is the second Adam. While Adam fell short of the glory of God and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and disobeyed God, God said if, if he were to do that, he would surely die. And because of Adam, it is appointed for man once to die and then the judgment. But if you're in Christ Jesus, metaphorically speaking, the second Adam, who was tempted in every way as we are, and yet never sinned, and now makes intercession for us at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, in the heavenlies, at the right hand of God the Father. And, you know, when we think upon things that are pure, that are lovely, that are of good report, those things which are praiseworthy, those things which are seated at the right hand of God the Father in the heavenly realm, ultimately, who is seated at the right hand of God the Father in the heavenly realm? It's Jesus. So when you think upon those things that are pure, that are lovely, that are of good report, those things which are praiseworthy, you've turned your eyes upon Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. 
And the things of earth will grow strangely dim In the light of his glory and grace Oh, hallelujah We just want to lift you up, Lord You are good and worthy And worthy to be praised And as we think upon those things Which are pure, which are lovely Those things which are praiseworthy Let's think upon, well, Proverbs 18.21, which says this, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. And indeed, um, if you, uh, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, and if you've been set apart for Jesus, set apart by the Father for the Son, uh, the son of righteousness with healing in his wings then uh, of course you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus you are no longer dead in your trespasses and sins but you have well you're no longer uh, you know under condemnation there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. So we should think upon things which are princely, princely things, good and pure and lovely, those things which are seated at the right hand of God the Father in the heavenlies. And ultimately, that is to think upon Jesus. And um, let's take a look at these verses today. Again, it talks about the words, how important our words are. Um, you know, our words, Jesus said, you'll be held accountable for every idle word. And your words will either put you over the top or they'll condemn you. And uh, we've went through many in the first part of uh, God's word uh, as spoken in agreement by us uh, because that's how prayers get answered uh, what does it say in 1 John 5 14 through 15 it says if uh, if we know God's will concerning a matter then we know he hears us and if we know he hears us we know we have the prayers we've asked of him so uh, we are simply asking in agreement with what he's purposed that we have now that we're in Jesus because we've been given great and precious promises um, by which we can escape the corruption of the flesh and the old man and be set apart for God by speaking those things that are princely, that are, that are high and lifted up. And uh, we've gone through so many verses in the part one of this uh, episode. And uh, this, let's start with the uh, second collective verses uh, that have to do with the words of your mouth aligning themselves with the words of God's mouth. And once you know his will, then you know he hears you. And if you know he hears you, we know we have a place with God the Father. And so uh, I'm looking now 
at Proverbs 12, verse 6, which reads as follows, The mouth of the upright shall deliver them. That's uh, Proverbs 12, 6, The mouth of the upright shall deliver them. Now let's look at uh, Proverbs 12, 14, which reads as follows, A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. A man should be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Wow. Wow. See, it's very important what you say. Uh, you know, you will be held accountable, accountable by Jesus for every idle word. And so it's important to speak his word after him and call those things that be not as though they are. And uh, a man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Well, you remember, of course, our last program, it was all about words and uh, how important they are. Again, the tongue of the wise is health. Proverbs twelve eighteen, the tongue of the wise is health. Well, then Proverbs thirteen three says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. And uh, Proverbs 14, verse 3, The lips of the wise shall preserve them. Wow. All of these passages are linked up uh, and all are on thematically saying pretty much the same thing with some subtle nuance here and there. But uh, the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Wow, I know that one. And let's see. Proverbs 15, uh, verse 4, says a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Wow. Let's go over that again. That's uh, Proverbs 15.4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. 